Hello and welcome to the All In Football FPL show, episode four, all about game week two. Is Rom Rama a must-have? Yes, I did come up with that myself. I'm the FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today are my usual suspects, Tom Hughes and Scott Williams. So let's waste no time and get stuck into this game week's review. In terms of captaincy... Uh, everyone kind of got let down, really, didn't they? Let's be honest. Uh, Salah was captain by 39% of managers. He got three points. Bruno, 26% of managers, got one. Lukaku was the third biggest captain choice, 2.92%, eight points. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was uh, our boys, Antonio and Ben Rama, are nowhere to be seen on there, but I think that'll change quite heavily this week. In terms of chip usage, uh, we saw out of the top 10K um, triple captaincy use, by 5,690 managers. Um, 5,893 of the top 10K have used two chips already. <laughs> Bench boost and wildcard. Um, and then the, uh, the overall usage of chips uh, has to be, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty heavy for the guys at the top. But it always is at the beginning of the season, and why not? Quite a lot of the people uh, blow the load early and then are done. So... Um, <laughs> don't you boys have thought about using any chips yet because I genuinely considered using my bench boost early doors but uh, and uh, on to the, uh, the review of the players that did really well this week uh, we've got uh, Reese James at the top Antonio Mings Duffy Laporte Trent Benrahma of course Simicast Diaz Jesus Larice Greenwood and El Ghazi Larice keeper in goal again twice Benrahma's been in here twice Antonio's been in here twice um, but out of the 12 double-figure scores, seven of them were defenders this week. So uh, should we go big at the back? Something to consider. And uh, I think it was relatively similar last week as well. But Rhys James, obviously one to watch. 100% would be nailed in my fantasy team if I knew he was going to play every week. Uh, your boy Ben Rama up there again, Tom. Yeah, I know. There's a lot. I'm actually looking at that list, and it's not the main fantasy, but in draft, I think I've got I've got a lot of those players that are in that top ten. So, <laughs> oh, you do, um, and uh, congratulations on that one, Tom. I'm sure you're you're very happy about that one. Um, to move on to the All in Football Podcast League. So, top of it, we have Werner Bet on it. Jack Alcroft is still top. He got 79 points this game week, but we managed to shave his lead down, didn't we, boys, in the all-in pod team, right on his heels. 88 points. Uh, we're on 172 total, as am I. Um, and uh, we got Martin Wheel in fourth. Jeff Belcher in fifth, who got the best game week without using any chips. And uh, you're there in sixth, Tom Hughes. Um, quick shout-out, manager of the week, James Barker. He absolutely will not be listening to this podcast and will not watch this YouTube video. But I'm going to give you a shout-out anyway, Jimmy, for using your triple captain on Danny Ings and his world-class bicycle kick. Um, boys, first main talking point. Oh, by the way, the league code's on there. Please join. Thank you, everyone who has joined so far. I really appreciate it. Um, and it's great fun to compete against each other. So uh, let's enjoy that during the season. I have many more shout-outs every single time. Uh, first talking point, lads. Our team... Two free transfers, 0.5 million in the bank. What are we going to do? I mean, you know what I'm going to say, Alex, because I've had him in since game week one and he's proved me right. And it's got to be Ben Rama just purely because his price is only going up. Um, 
you know, he's had something like 750,000 transfers in. He's gone from 4.8% ownership to 22% ownership. And the reason for that is because he's easily accessible. He's going to get points over the next two games, which have got great fixtures. Um, even after that, I think that their third, next two are great. I can't remember who they're playing uh, three weeks after this, but it's not a great fixture. But then even after that, it's okay for West Ham. Um, so I think he's a, he's a must-have at the moment. He's just too cheap and too... Uh, too, I guess, effective to not have him. And he frees up equity in the rest of the team to spend in positions where you need to upgrade. Yeah, Palace and Southampton at home next, then Man United uh, and Leeds. Um, I, I'd, uh, I'd agree with you there, Tom. I think Ben Rama's uh, the, the, uh, a player that we uh, we need to be looking to get in. There's always a player like this at the beginning of the season who, who hits form. Uh, we think in Barnes out? Barnes got a good fixture. I don't know what Scott thinks, but I think my personal preference actually would be based on the first couple of games. I'd probably take Mares out. Uh, no. I think you get more value back to then potentially look at upgrading, uh, upgrading elsewhere in the team. You think more than we'd have more money in the bank? What do you think, Scotty? Uh, they wouldn't take Mares out at home to Arsenal. Um, they've looked as poor as anyone this season. Um, I would definitely not take Barnes out either. I uh, don't know who I'm taking out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rafinha's too cheap. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would love to try and get Son in. I think Son's got some good fixtures coming up, hasn't he? And I think he, he, if Kane is coming back in, he's going to link up well again like they did last year. I think that's a lot of points coming in. But yeah, I'd, I'm just, yeah, I just hate West Ham. So I, 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 agree, I, I think I agree with all of that. I, you know, it's not like I'm really desperate to take Mares out. It's just, I think you have to have Ben Rama at the moment. And if I have to take someone out, I think that, uh, Leicester have got a good fixture, haven't they? And Well, Mares will probably get rotated. Uh, yeah. it, ben Rama is playing. So yeah. I don't mind bringing Mares out for Ben Rama because you know we've got a guaranteed start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting point. And I'm, I'm just trying to uh, look now at the numbers. So, I mean, if we uh, did replace Mares uh, with Son, uh, then we could actually still afford to uh, to get Ben Rama in this week. So if we did want to go ahead and do Son and Ben Rama in for Mares and Barnes out, that is something that we we could do. Um, it just depends what our preference is because yeah, Mares could. The thing is about Mares, right? Is he could start against Arsenal and he could hawk Arsenal are rubbish, but also he could be benched. Uh, Harvey Barnes has looked tepid this season. He's been the biggest mistake I've made so far this year in terms of a fantasy asset and choice and pick. Whether he plays Norwich away or not, it's. I mean, Norwich have only played two good teams. Ben Rama and Son could be the options there. I think having, having listened to that, I actually, my personal opinion is I'm now erring towards what Scott said in that leave Mares in because if he does play, there's a there's a chance he'll get points. And I think the flip between Mares and Son, who, you know, Spurs haven't been blowing me away going forward. I know they've got a good fixture and I'm saying this, even though I've brought Son in in my main, but you have to look at the team that you've got. And I think Mares, like Scott said, if he he could if he has a good game against Arsenal, he could tear them apart. Barnes, on the other hand, I think is an easy swap for Ben Rama. You get what 0.4 back, 0.7, 0.7 back. So you get a bit of value back. Um, is Barnes going to outscore Ben Rama? Probably not. So that's a fairly safe switch, and it leaves you if you just make the one transfer. There's no need for us to make another transfer in this team really this week because Ailing can come in for Simicast. 
Um, there's no need for us to make any knee-jerk decisions, but I'd also be happy bringing Son in because I did that in, in my main fantasy team. I wouldn't mind bringing Livermento in for um, Timisas and Newcastle away. Um, he's looked really good and he looks like he's starting over Kyle Walker-Peters for me. It's uh, it's it's, uh, it's interesting if you want to then go um, Barnes to Ben Rama and then Simicast to Liberamento and we can do that for free. So again, those are the options. But uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll have this conversation ourselves and we'll uh, we'll come up with what we want to go go through with and do and we'll uh, we'll have this debate. But I wanted to make sure we uh, we talked about our transfers this week. Um, but uh, we're coming for you, Jack. <laughs> Watch your back. Our own game weeks. Um, oh, sorry, I should have said for the podcast listeners. Our team, Sanchez, Trent, Shaw, Simicas, um, Salamares, Greenwood, Barnes, Rafinha, Ings and Antonio, Backman, Tony, Ailing, and White. Funnily enough, I've got exactly the same team still, so we're actually discussing my team as well, uh, transfer-wise. Uh, Tom, your game week, 83 points, your 30-second review, and uh, read your team out for pod listeners. Yeah, uh, so I've got Sanchez in goal. Um uh, got me six points. Digne for zero. Um, he actually came in for Target, who has been my biggest disappointment so, disappointment so far because, you know, played the first game, it's terrible, and has not played a minute since then. Um, that's a big problem for me because he's lost value. Uh, Ailing for one point. Um, Everton was always going to be a tough one to keep a clean sheet in, but, um, you know, I do still, he's still got really good ICT scores, Ailing, so I'm sure that he'll continue to get attacking returns. Simicas for 11. He's out for me now. He's gone um, with the return of Robbo. Uh, Salah captain. I mean, could I have made a better decision there? Probably. Um, but Salah's record against Burnley is appalling, isn't it? So um, I probably should have had a, had a look at that before I backed him on that one. Manny managed to get me a goal, though. Uh, but he's swiftly been taken out before he loses any more value as well because nobody's backing him. Um, <laughs> and Grealish, Rafinha both. Uh, getting some points for me so that was nice and the same things with that brilliant brilliant strike and my absolute two golden uh, golden geese Ben Rama and Antonio Ben Rama being the big one because nobody had him when I started and now everybody's got him so uh, mm-hmm. yeah his uh, his value suddenly lost a lot for me unfortunately but uh, he's done really well for me the first couple of weeks what transfers have you done? I have taken out Mane for Son um, for the next two game weeks, I think he's got really good fixtures. Uh, yeah, Watford and Palace. Yeah, yeah, Watford and Palace. Now. Really, really nice. And with Kane coming back, a lot of people think that will detract from Son. It will add to him. You know, they're a great partnership. Um, so if anything, it will, it will be better for Son. Um, so yeah, Son's coming for me. And I also... Uh, Simicass out. Who did he have? I, I took Simicass out for Kufal. Um, oh, yeah. great. And the only reason I didn't go for Creswell uh, was value. I wanted to leave myself a little bit more money um, for eventually bringing in Lukaku. Fine. That was a, 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 a swift 30 second review, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not even going to give Cully's team the time of day. So sorry for podcast listeners. Tom, Tom, sorry, Scott. On to you, I'll, 70 I'll points. Keep mine to, I'll keep mine to 30 seconds. I don't love my team as much as Tom. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, Sanchez, standard in goal. Everyone has them. Short, uh, Trent, Timicast, very standard back line. I think everyone's got them. Uh, Saka, been a big, you know, bit of a gamble for me this season. Let me down. Barnes, let me down. Um, Greenwood, brilliant. Yeah, I'm glad I've had him in since week one. Salah, whatever. Everyone had him. No problem. Rafinha, everyone's got him. No problem. Seven points. Danny Ings brought him in this week for Ollie Watkins. So, yeah, paying off straight away of eight. And Ivan Tony, two as well. 
So, uh, yeah, and hopefully Veltman will be back from uh, from his COVID case and potentially that sending off for uh, for Perez might uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, the Inacho. Yes, um, so I've started, started Inacho this week, hoping that he starts two up top. I think he will jig it about a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I've brought Livermento in for Timikash. Um, thought, thought Timikash's value would go down because people took him out, so I went early, but idiots brought him in because... Fantasy football players are idiots. Um, majority <laughs> of them. Um, there's, we're in a small minority that know what we're doing. Well, claim to. Um, and that's it. Just brought just brought one one sub, one, one free transfer this week. Great yeah, stuff. I obviously used one last week. Great stuff, lads. Well, um, game week reviews were, were uh, is, they're always uh, we got to look back always, but we like to look forward. And uh, this week I uh, had my inbox filled with questions. So I wanted to start off with the main one. Panic Rom. I stole that, actually. I can't lie. I didn't come up with that myself. Um, but should we panic by Romelu Lukaku? Should we get him in now? Should we not? Should we whatever? Here is the statistics that I put together to have a look at for his next fixtures. So his next four fixtures are Liverpool away, Villa at home, Spurs away, and City at home. So the big question is, do you bring him in now or do you wait for four game weeks' time? So I had a look at his incredible performance against Arsenal. He was top for shots in the whole of the game week. And then as we look down as well in terms of expected assists, he was fourth for expected assists in the whole game week again. Um, So showing a lot of prowess against a team that's supposed to be a top-half team in terms of Arsenal. But I wanted to have a look at the teams he's about to play. Um, Manchester City, uh, when he plays them at home, they have the lowest expected goals conceded rate at 0.83 in over the two games. Um, but then Aston Villa's expected goals conceded is just over two, um, and they've conceded three goals. Liverpool's is just over two as well, but they've conceded no goals. Allison has been on fire. So they do give up chances, just over one a game, one big chance a game, basically. Uh, well, one and a half big chances a game. And then moving down to Spurs, who have kept who have kept two clean sheets so far, but they've faced the most shots out of anyone in the league, right up there for the high amount of shots in the box. And their expected goals conceded has been 3.43. So Spurs... One of the debates I did have was, I think if they were playing Liverpool at home, Villa away, Spurs at home, and then City away, I actually might have considered it even a little bit more. But there's been such a waving with the home teams and playing Liverpool at Anfield, Spurs at their ground as well is a, is a, is a big debate. I don't know what you boys think of these stats and what you make of uh, what's in front of you here. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you. I think you've got to look at them. Playing away so much more importantly this season. It's not it's not empty stadiums like it was last year. Um, the crowds have made a massive impact. I said on the previous pod, I think there's been four out of the twenty games. There's been four away wins. A couple of them were big teams, Liverpool, Man City. So yeah, I I, I tend to agree, and I think you've probably something that hampered me last year was looking too much on the teams playing at home. Whereas um, this year, you've really got to think actually home advantage is huge. So yeah, I tend to agree there. Yeah, and you just look at the teams he's playing. He might score in one of those games. He's not going to score in all of them, and he's certainly not going to get hat tricks in them. Um, you know, Spurs have conceded a, a lot of shots, yes, uh, but uh, I don't think that that will continue at that rate. And even though they have conceded a lot of shots, the fact that they've not conceded any goals would suggest that they're not necessarily uh, conceding chances in uh, extremely dangerous areas. 
that probably comes from playing low block. His um, his statistics in the Arsenal game were like the third best statistics he's ever had playing in the Premier League, which, uh, you know, is that also a sustainable number for him? Uh, history would say not. Um, and one of the main points as well to, to point out is how many of those four games are you going to captain him in? And if you're paying £11.5 million for a striker, you're going to be expected to captain him in the majority of games that you've got. Um you know, Villa at home um, is the only one that you would look to captain him in. Um, other than that, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it. And, and the other thing is as well, so the majority of fantasy football managers, they'll go, oh, Lukaku, um, he's obviously going to score a lot of points. He's going to score a lot of goals. Um, I need to get him in. Well, one of the things I did want to make sure that you considered was that to get Lukaku in, you're probably going to have to rip up your team if you want to keep your other premiums. And actually, the amount of money Lukaku costs, plus, let's say, a 4.5 million midfielder or a 4.5 million striker to go alongside him, is above that £16 million of your budget. For £16 million on the next three images that I'm going to put out in front of you here um, for all you guys watching on YouTube, you can afford two of these guys. And what you've got to then factor in and consider is, are those two players going to outscore Lukaku's one? Because the other player that's going to go in alongside Lukaku is going to be benched, most probably. And then you're going to have to play a weaker, let's just say an Ivan Tony up front alongside him. Or if you're going to go with another strong striker, then your midfield is going to be um, two 6.5 midfielders, plus like Greenwood. It's, you're going to have to take your team apart. And looking at Mason Greenwood for an example, he's already got um, 18 points this season um, and half-decent fixtures coming up. Uh, Jota as well, let's just see, he started both games and he scored. He's already got 16 points again. He's got good fixtures. Ishmael Assar, his fixtures turned really well and his ICT index is 11 out of 236. So I know you'll like that statistic, Tommy. Um, well, yeah, and then and, and even more, Tom, um, Tom, you'll love this, for ICT rank for midfielders and overall is Adama Traore. He's fourth for midfielders and fifth overall in the game. I, I love it, but uh, I wish you hadn't put it up there because it'll put so, it in people's minds. As soon as, as, soon as I, uh, Traore knows how to shoot on target, I tell you now, my oh, God, yeah. that kid's going to get a lot of chances because if you see the game, he just flies past them. He does, he does, and I'm with you on that, Scott, but, I, you know, a bit like... Pat Bamford, like, you know, we used to watch Patrick Bamford at times and you're like, how has he missed that? How, if he could score, he'd get this and all this kind of stuff. But eventually, so many chances are created for him and he gets in so many good positions, you know, because he's a good player, that eventually that comes off. And I wonder, with Traore, with the fixtures getting a little bit easier, will some of that just start to realise an end product, maybe? I think the thing with Traore as well is it's it's more, I get the thing with Bamford, it's more Traore's doing because they just one ball through the middle. I've watched the highlights in a couple of games. One ball through the middle. It's see you later. Yeah. He's in. He's in. And it's just whether he can have that composure, which is just not shown at the minute. Nice. Seven yeah. goals in 142 Premier but, League appearances. And, but again, the more he gets in those opportunities, the con constantly, constantly, he'll get better and better. I do. I. I think at some point, Traore is going to just. He's he's that player, by the way, in this in this where if we're looking at a, a good gamble at six million pounds with a great run of fixtures, that's not going to massively impact our team. Uh, you know, we can afford to have all of these other players, like you have at the beginning of the season, Tom, with Ben Rama. He's six million pounds. You've been able to afford every other player that you want by having Ben Rama in your team. It's not like an eleven point five million pound Lukaku gamble. You don't you don't have to rip up your team for it. So, 
I really like the Traore move, but but also in, additionally to that, you know, you, you could have Ben Rama at six point two million, um, uh, even Smith Rowe if you wanted to, because he looks good. He looks like the only shining light for Arsenal. Um, Rafinha as well, with good fixtures coming up: Burnley, Liverpool, Newcastle, West Ham, Watford. West Ham's at home, and then you could even have Joe Willock, who's obviously now going to start for um, for for Newcastle moving forward. He got eight and eight at the end of last season. Um, moving on to the uh, next set of um, players are the strikers that you can have instead of him as well. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Antonio, Wilson, Bamford, Jimenez. All of these guys have got excellent fixtures. Look at Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Brighton, Burnley, Villa, Norwich, Man United. West Ham at home, Watford, Wolves. He's got great fixtures coming up. And I think if you were putting together, it was um, as on Black Box that I was watching uh, last night on the stream. He asked um, one of the, uh, well, Mark is co-host, and he said, if you were putting together a draft team for the next game week, would you include Lukaku in it? If you could pick your dream 11, would he play in it? And I think the answer to that question for me is no. I don't know what you think, Tommy. I 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, if, I was, if I was looking at the fixtures and... Like you say, the other options that you've got, then he wouldn't probably make that draft. I know. You can. You've got Danny Ings, Brentford. You got Jamie Vardy against Norwich. That's two off the bat there. Mikel Antonio. He would not make that starting lineup. No chance. Exactly. And I think also in terms of what you've got to look at is you could have Mikel Antonio and obviously Ben Rama if you wanted to, but you could have any of those two players and um, you could put them together in your side. And all of these guys, if you put one with the other they cost less than what Lukaku would do with a 4.5 million pound player. So for me, and I think we all concur on this one, it's a wait until game week seven, but make sure that you've got the funds and the finances to be able to get him at that time, because I think he's going to go off at that point. And now we've said that, he will go and bag a hat trick, but it will be the right decision. (laughs) 100%. Is Ben Rama essential was the next question. Um, He's second for points overall this season. Um, I, I wanted to just, obviously Palace and Southampton next games wanted to talk about his statistics and how they don't really match in terms of what the numbers that he's been producing in fact your boy Pablo Fornell Scott has been producing better statistics than what Ben Rahm has been doing other than the important stat of putting the ball in the back of the net um, Ben Rahm has been fantastic what two assists, two goals off an XG of 1.13 and 0.67. He's outperforming his statistics. And it doesn't mean that it's not sustainable for a short period of time. It probably means it's not sustainable for a long period of time. But right now with his form and everything else, is he essential? What do you think, boys? Well, in the last 25 seconds before the slide come up, I've done my usual thing of panicking. I've took a minus four and I've got him in for Saka. Um, I'm so. I'm, do you know why? I'm so sick of sat next to Tom on the sofa. And I'm just this little smug face that comes out either of the start of the season. Well, do you know what? At least I'll counter him now and have him myself. I, I, I don't. I think. I don't think he's essential for the very reason that it probably is. It probably is going to be short-lived. Whatever happens, I personally think. Because I, I said from the start, the reason that I got Ben Rama in from the start is not because I'm some genius I'm clearly not otherwise I'd be winning fantasy football the reason I went with Ben Rama is because Lingard probably wasn't going back to West Ham so where was that creative outlet going to come from it was probably Ben Rama and you looked at the pre-season and that that was exactly what the story told is that Ben Rama and Antonio they had good link-up play and they you can see that in the two opening games so again it's partially and I think this is why fantasy football is great for me because 
you've got the stats here which suggest that Ben Ram is outperforming what he's doing, but and probably says that four nows is underperforming for what he should be doing. He is, yeah. yeah. But, but then when you actually watch the games, the player that I'm always looking at and thinking, God, something's going to happen now, it's Ben Rama. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things, isn't it? It's You need the stats, but you also need the eye test on these things. And it's the same with Triore. If you just went off his stats, everyone would have him in because eventually he's got to come good, right? But the do, eye do test... know why as well? This might be sound maybe a bit weird here, but Ben Rama... He's, you know, he's got the dyed hair. He's got a bit of, it feels like he's got a bit of swagger. Fornal's a bit quieter. Like, so I feel like you're just drawn to looking at Ben Rama probably more, um, whereas maybe Fornal just blends into the background. You're also looking at Ben Rama more because he's in your fantasy team. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, uh, well that's true, but he, he also, well, you, you agreed with me, Alex. I think it's the point that... <laughs> I, I know, I do agree with you. I yeah. do agree with the point you're making. I, I, yeah. really, I really do. I'm just, it's just, I think just... some of it's it's a combination of stats and eye test for me. You know, you, it's, it, it does, it links back to the Traore point. It's underlying stats are excellent, but like you said, Scott, will that final product, uh, will that fi- will that finishing touch ever come to fruition? And you get only get that by watching. If you just went off the stats, it wouldn't be enough. I'm having a shocker in fantasy. Sandra's brought Ben Rama in, so anyone listening, do not bring Ben Rama in. Do we? I'm going to rattle through these next questions, boys. Quick fire. So, um, do we give Barnes another week? Uh, he's basically performing for every single every single statistic um, for expected points per game, expected everything, uh, big chances created. Uh, basically, half or less than half the rate he was performing at last season when he was fully fit. There's obviously something not quite right with him. Um, whether it be fitness or not, or a bit of confidence or whatever else, um, do we give Barnes another week? I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to panic sell him um, for Norwich away. But at the end, and he has got Brighton, Burnley, and Palace after that. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, if it's an easy switch to Ben Rama or a player that's in fine form, I would I would be doing it. I think that's the, I think that's the thing with players like Barnes and Ben Rama is they are cheap. So you don't have to rip your team up to make a quick change based on form. So you can get rid of Barnes now. And let's say as a, a blinder against Brighton or Burnley, you can just very easily bring him back in for Ben Rama. You're not going to have to rip your, your whole playbook up for him. So, so we said at the beginning of the season, most of your yeah. transfers are going to be around these mid-price to these. Yeah. To, you and, need to get on these midfielders when they're there. And that's why that's why you don't have to panic. You can, you, but you can make this switch if you want to as well. Uh, what do we do with City assets now? Kane staying at Spurs. Um, I, I think you're just going to. I mean, only Gundogan, Diaz, Cancelo, Edison, Grealish, and Torres have started the first two game weeks together, um, all together. Um, uh, Torres both. Actually, did he come on? Is that two? Did he start both? No, he started what? He started the first game up top, and he started the second game on the wing. But he didn't. He started up top because Jesus was on the wing. Fine, yeah, because Jesus played that wide. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. So uh, two starts, but Gundogan, Grealish, and Torres still got subbed off. Uh, Jesus has had one start, one sub on. Mares one start, one sub on. It's just Pep Roulette right there, just in in a nutshell. So what do you do with City assets? Well, if you want to keep them, keep them, but have a strong bench to cover them. And I think without Kane being there, Ferran Torres as a cheaper option is probably one of your better options to take a gamble on at 7 million. Whereas someone like Grealish and Mares, especially Mares, are just too expensive to hold on to for a long period of time. Um, if you want to buy a City player that's going to play every week, then it's just Ruben Diaz, as you can see from the statistics from last season. Um, 32 appearances. Um, he's there. He's their mainstay. 
so what do you do with your city assets? You, uh, you're gambling if you keep them. Simple as that, really. Um, who are the best enablers? I had a question this week specifically about Liveramento, actually, and I wanted to look at his final third. He's been playing. He's got 69% pass completion in the final third. He's been putting in um, he's putting in a few crosses, five crosses, and when Southampton were pinned back against Man United for half the game, that's basically a game and a half there, and they, they actually came out very well. He looked good in the game. Um, but very, very low on chances created and expected assists. Um, anything else up there? He's not been creating any opportunities. So I don't think we need, we're going to expect anything big from him. But in terms of consistency as a cheap price option, best defenders, um, Duffy, Amati, Simicas and Liveramento are the only ones to start both games who are under 4.1 or 4.2 million. Simicas is obviously going to get dropped at some point. Amati is obviously going to get dropped at some point. It's between Duffy and Liveramento. Um, and when Veltman and Lamptey are both fit, I mean, Duffy, you can't drop him at the moment, but it's between Duffy and Liveramento who's going to be there. And, and they're both under threat from Walker-Peters or Veltman. So I think in terms of points scored, obviously it's Duffy so far, but I, I like Liveramento as well as an option. Um, I think they, they, they both work out just fine. Uh, and then also uh, wanted to look at cheap midfielders. Expected points, Basuma, top of that list. Um, he everything goes through him at Brighton. Progressive play, progressive passing. Uh, for me, he's top of the, that list there in terms of cheap assets. If you want a 4.5 million midfielder, that alongside potentially Gilmore. Any thoughts uh, on on that one, lads? No. Pesuma looks class. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. Pesuma just looks brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, he's the only player that sticks out there is potentially having some because he presses quite high up the pitch as well. So. That's when he gets the turnovers and gets the assists. Man United, please panic by. Fixtures for the weekend. Um, City against Arsenal kicks us off. Um, a couple of really nice, noticeable ones that we've got in there. Obviously, Liverpool, Chelsea. Um, but Spurs at home against Watford. Uh, I think that's a, a, a good game for them. And West Ham at home to Palace. They're the, uh, the two most outstanding fixtures there, I think, in terms of potential captaincy. Um, but there's quite a few good 50-50 games going on in here. Um, they're quite exciting. Um, I, I wanted to just have a look at the transfers in so far, because obviously you talked about this earlier, Tom, and, and, and touch on transfers and people to bring in. This was as of yesterday evening when I was sat in bed looking at my fantasy football team at half past 11 at night, because, you know, I bloody love it. Um, Antonio was transferred in the most, Ben Rama, Lukaku, and Duffy, Simicast that Scott thought was going to be one of the most transferred out players as the fifth most transferred in player this week. The Chelsea at home, honestly. That's people wildcarding and sticking someone in who's got loads of points. Um, Reese James. Uh, Pogba's still getting transferred in a lot. Uh, Ings, surprising. but I think he'll come in and out a lot of people's teams, but I'm surprised Calvert-Lewin's not higher up that list. Um, Jota, Greenwood, Basuma, and uh, Dennis is a really good enabler as a striker. He's the cheapest striker that's playing every week. So he'd be a good player up there to have. Um, but yeah, Antonio and Ben Rama. And transfers out, Ivan Tony, Ben White, Kletchi and Acho. And that's Scott, three of Scott's players. <laughs> well, keep going. Four, uh, sure, sure, sure as well. So they're four transferred out players are all in oh, Scott's oh, team. Um, oh. To be fair, three are, in, three are in mine. I can't lie. There you go. So let's not worry about it too much. I'm going to tell you, I think I've got Tony and White um, and, and Digne as well, who's up there. Yeah, so they're all there. But um, it's pretty obvious this week, I think. Um, a lot of people have got some half transfers. They're not sure what to do. Um, I think my, my best advice is to just use one if you can. 
uh, and then save two transfers if, if it's if it's possible for for the for the week after. Um, it never fails to baffle me. Forty-one thousand people have transferred out Antonio. Forty-one thousand people are trying to play for last. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Surely, um, captains. Uh, to move on to, I updated my captain matrix. So um, uh, Spurs and West Ham are the two outstanding candidates here. Leicester United and City are other options. Game week four, Chelsea, Everton, United, Spurs and West Ham again. So Spurs and West Ham back-to-back here as options for captaincy. Game week five, for me, it's clearly Liverpool or City. Six, Liverpool or United, West Ham, of course, maybe as an option. And seven, it's Chelsea, Leicester, Spurs or West Ham. So if you're sitting there debating whether to get Ben Rammer in or not, he's a captaincy option uh, in three out of the next five game weeks um, so it could happen you never know um, I, I think in terms of captaincy this week it's going to be Antonio for me Ben Rama is a half decent backup uh, or you could look at Hyungman Son any of you guys going for anything different? Yeah I'm going for Danny Ings I like that at Brentford yes good shout Scott actually there missed that one off there Danny Ings good shout uh, two and two why not He looked. he's looked uh, very good at this moment in time um Wanted to quickly touch on The Apprentice before we wrap up. There he is. Beautiful man, Liam Ormsby. Um, he has got Schmeichel, Sufal van Dijk Diaz, Suchek Jota, Fernandez Grealish, Tony Calvert-Lewin and Bamford, and Foster Buendia Ailing and White on his bench. His transfer this week, he's gone for Sancho to Jota. Um, he, 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 um, at the moment, letting him roll with what he wants to do, but I met him for lunch yesterday and he'd already done the transfer. That's how keen he was. Um I did say I thought he might have brought Jota in because he didn't have any Liverpool cover moving forward and he's done quite well, but maybe have waited a week to do that, I'd have advised, because Sanchez fixture is pretty good and he's probably going to start and then he would have had two free transfers. But this is what happens. This is why we're doing this experiment to see what the novice to pro is all about. Um, 49 points last week, but I think his team looks uh, pretty strong actually for this week. And he's at the moment on Fernandez captain, but that could still change. Any comments, boys? Yeah, Buendia over Suchek for me, but yeah, and I'd probably, I'd probably also be back in Ailing over Van Dyke as well. I know Chelsea, Liverpool could be tight, but um, Van Dyke against Chelsea. In terms of, in terms of choices, I think, I think I'd be putting Ailing in there. Seven I also goals, don't, I... seven goals conceded in two games. Really. Yeah, but I also, you know, we've we, we smashed Burnley last year, and we do we played a lot better against Everton, having been at the games. And also, why is Bruno still captain, Liam? I, just, what? Yeah, I'm we'll... losing all losing all faith, losing all faith. Bless him. Uh, a couple of big news this week. We've talked about the statement from from FIFA on the uh, um, beforehand, obviously between us, um, and we just wanted to touch on it really briefly. That um, the Premier League is unanimously not letting Premier League players go to red list countries. So they should be available for game week four and five. I know FIFA are currently trying to um, uh, change that and write into Boris to get it overturned. But at the moment, it's not something to worry about. Um, but just keep it in, keep an eye on the news in case it comes out that uh, players are forced to play for the country, which they shouldn't be. But we'll, uh, we're not getting to the political side of that. This is a fantasy podcast. Uh, and obviously, Harry Kane is staying at Spurs and there's plenty of other big transfer rumours going on. And the transfer window ends after game week three and before game week four. So make sure you pay attention to who's been transferred and who's being transferred out by players and teams uh, in the Premier League and, uh, and uh, keep a close eye on how the, uh, the window is. Thank you so much for watching this week and listening to us. If you want to follow us on our social media platforms, All In Football Pod and All In Football P on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. 
Um, and also please smash and like this video. I think that's the words I'm supposed to use, but subscribe to the channel and uh, keep supporting us as fantasy managers because we love doing this and we want to continue uh, to uh, to give you some content. I hope you got something out of today. Boys, that's it from me. Thank you to Fantasy Football Hub in particular for the statistics I've got this week. And uh, we will see you next week. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Al.